cold open, very cavalier. This is two of many in terms of episodes. Hopefully the many goes on for years. Uh, and it feels like with this cavalier squad, uh, three and one, mm-hmm. pretty damn good. Pretty damn good is right, E. It's good to see you again, man. And uh, Good to be here. Three and one get you the second seed in the East at the moment. Like where they're at right now. Feels amazing, doesn't it? And I think the early returns on this Cleveland Cavalier team are very, very good. Because while you're dealing with a key injury to Darius Garland, you just got a nice blend of talent. And at the top, you've got some elite talent. And I think coming out of that game last night, E, against the Orlando Magic, you've... You, you can see that there's some depth there and some good depth, and I think that will continue to carry over into the season. So all is well right now, man, on the Cavalier front. They're looking good. What do you think about Dean Wade getting the start last night against Orlando, but Chetty Osman getting starters minutes? Yeah. I think you had 31 against Orlando, and, and he's kind of the guy that I had thought coming into the season. I think you and I had talked about this a little bit last week was, is it going to be at the three Okoro? Is it going to be at the three Levert? And both of those guys, we think really good to great defenders yeah. and complete liabilities when they're on the floor in terms of scoring. Right. And so I think this Garland injury with the lacerated eyelid has allowed them to sort of tinker with the lineup, starting Dean Wade last night and then giving Chetty those the the, the minutes mm-hmm. in the three that would constitute really being kind of the sixth man Tyler hero role. I can buy some of that. I can Works buy some of that. Listen, if Dean Wade is going to be shooting like Kyle Korver, he needs to get as many minutes as possible. Because last night against the Orlando Magic. Is it sustainable? Sniper. <laughs> sniper last night. Is it sustainable? Probably not. But I do like that when you can have a couple guys in Jetty last night, Dean Wade, these guys could camp out in the corner. And when their number's called, they answer. And I thought Donovan Mitchell last night, while offensively he was – very average, and we know he can be much better than what we saw. Some of those kind of bullet passes into the corner when he breaks down of the defense, he had four of them last night. Just four of them where he gets to the lane, does this crazy, like, arm wraparound pass to the corner, fires a fastball. I'm here for that. That's the beauty of Donovan Mitchell, in my opinion, is that we know he can drop 30-plus. We've seen that. But if he's going to be dropping dimes like that, I'm in. But to answer your question about Dean Wade and Jetty, they need more minutes, man, because if they're going to shoot like that, this team needs it. Well, just that overall, what's to do at the three? You know, because when obviously the Garland injury does kind of allow JB to, to toy with this lineup a little bit yeah. more than I'm sure he thought he was going to do four games into the season. Um, but, man, I, I thought this was going to be a chance for Okora to kind of really grab that ring and take it, and he has not been able to to the point where then it becomes, you know, Lavert obviously gets the start on opening night, and now he's, he's, he's there playing pretty good minutes, but... That's, I think, the one question for me. Once Garland does come back, mm-hmm. who's the guy to get that when you move into October, the, the end of the month, and then you move into November, and then in December, and then kind of start to catch your stride before the All-Star break? Because that's really continuity, I think, is the most important thing with this team, and the Garland injury has allowed for JB to do some things, but not allowed him to get his full complement of what they thought they had coming into the season. And it's like with this show, we're talking about building chemistry two episodes in and someone who we've invited who was a little tardy to the party was, I think, and I'll call him the fans resident basketball nut, Timmy Hall from the Buckeye show. Timmy, how you doing, bud? Hey, boys. I mean, this is incredible, right? A Cavs podcast? Wow, man. Come on, Cavs. You got to make it happen. That's what I was told. And so I said, of course I will. Oh, man. This is so great. Uh. I've enjoyed hopping on a bandwagon for an NBA team, and 
the Cavs are in. I mean, you're in Ohio. You don't have a, a dog in the fight, so you're you're allowed in. Yeah. I think is how the how the rule applies. And you know, last night's game, by the way, how about uh, my man uh, Neto late in the fourth? Talk about a guy that can affect a game without even picking up many stats. He took a charge. He baited Cole Anthony into a cheap foul in the backcourt. Yeah, dude with uh, 14 minutes and seven points was. He's getting the job done there. I did have a really great guard. joke written down. He was Nito. Nito. <laughs> Late when the Cavs needed yep. him. Neto Nito. So let's go, baby. How was that for me? No, oh, this is great, guys. How are we doing? Feeling good, man. Feeling good. Thanks for hopping on. Um, yeah, I mean, what's not to love about this team already? And we haven't even seen Darius Garland. Like, that's where we're at. You're looking at a team that if Darius Garland didn't play another minute on this season, this is a playoff team right here. What three we saw and fun. last night. Yeah, no, I agree. And the, the the way that you throw you throw a Donovan Mitchell type of talent onto this team, you've already got some budding stars. Evan Mobley, the number one guy, he was nice last night, right? Like when Mitchell did not have his shot falling, yeah. you didn't even really need. I mean, did did Mobley lead him in scoring? So you had a dude with twenty two. He had twenty on the dot, nine of fifteen. That was it. So, I mean, you had two guys outscore you for from the Magic right there. Well, the Paolo. Jick, excuse me. Yeah. The Jick. Paolo's incredible. Man. I mean, that five-game start for him. But they got something Orlando's there. terrible. They got something. They're, they're not going to be good, but they got something. You could see the vision with Paolo and Franz Wagner. How about Bol Bol out there Bol Bol. doing his thing? Yeah. There's just a whole bunch, of, whole bunch of length. And they gave the Cavs fits early on in that game. But real quick on Evan Mobley, I thought he was amazing in the second half. Like in the second half offensively, he was incredible. And look, he's adjusted to his role in playing with a guy like Donovan Mitchell. And he's going to have to adjust again when Darius comes back. But we know what this dude is all about. The Twin Towers down low, Frobley, whatever you want to call them. Yeah. It's unbelievable what they're going to present on both ends of the floor every single night. I'm a big fan of Jared Allen. I just like the way he plays the game. Yeah. And then you realize how young some of these guys are. Even some of the dudes that went uh, played college basketball were one and dones. He's, he's still only 22 or 23 years old. Yeah. He's already on his second NBA team. But, thank you, Brooklyn. Oh, thank, thank you, Brooklyn. Brooklyn. He's just like a throwback. He's got the hair that's suited for the 1970s with the headband. I love his look. I well, love my the way he plays. My nickname for him is the undercover brother. I don't know if you guys have seen that movie, <laughs> Such but a good movie. he's officially the undercover brother to yeah. me with that fro. He is. He dominates inside. I mean, he's got a soft touch around the rim. He can hit his free throws. What's not to, what's not to like about that guy? And again, yeah. you just... You get a little bit of offense here from Mobley. You get a little bit from Jared Allen when he's set up to, you know, throw down some dunks down low. And really on top of that, you had Chetty was playing a great game. He's he drives the ball much better than you think, you know, like mm-hmm. for his size, when he puts it on the deck and is assertive and goes to the rack, good things happen. Yeah. So it, it wasn't really, it, it didn't take any insane games from any of the individual talents from the Cavs last night to get that job done. And that's, that's what you'd like to have, right? It wasn't, didn't come down to the last possession. It was a fourth quarter game, Mm -hmm. but you just have to take care of business. You're missing a superstar. You have a bad team on your home court. Fans just need you to win that game. That's it. Just win that game. Defense was pretty good. 103 92. Good. Move on team. You had to beat team. You got to beat on home court. Mm -hmm. You got the fans at the rock were into it the entire game, even though it was a very sluggish and it was awful basketball for the first two quarters. And hearing from Mobley after that game that at the, at the half JB Bickerstaff used, and I'll use Mobley's words, a lot of swear words 
in trying to rally this team Lit him up. to what you saw in yeah. the second half. And that's where I, I look at J.B. Bickerstaff, and he's so young as a head coach to where this has so much potential to be a historic NBA run if everything can come together. Yeah. And, you know, obviously game at a time. So you got Boston at the TD Garden Friday at 730. It looks like Garland's going to be up for that one. I don't know with Friday's game, just real quick from both of you, and I'll, I'll start with you, Maddie. If what you what you want Friday is, is is the litmus test for the season or a I just want to see a competitive game? Um, Or is that the same question? Well, I see where you're at. For me right now, if DG doesn't play in this one, it's kind of just a throwaway game because we know what Boston's all about. That's an elite team on both ends of the floor. Almost won the chip last year. Grant Williams, I don't believe, will be playing in that on Friday. He's suspended. Bumping into a referee. Can't do that. Cannot do that. That's a problem. But is this is it on the road? Yeah, they're in Boston. So that's a tough place to play. But if you're telling me they're going in with Donovan Mitchell, Evan Mobley, and Jared Allen, they're going to have a shot. They're going to have a shot. Every night. Every night. You can say, even against Milwaukee, even against Philadelphia, even against yes. Ben Simmons in Brooklyn. Which is a complete mess right now. Even the 76ers. <laughs> but an enjoyable mess. We're going to get, there's a couple of messes that I want to discuss. Okay, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Cavs, but, Celtics. It's a big one. It is. Because this still, regardless, without DG in it or not, is a measuring stick game. Because I expect them to be a top five seed in the East this year. I think they have the capability to do that. So this is what you want to see. What you're made of. And when you're going out there again with Spider Mitchell, and two of the best bigs in the yeah. entire league, you should be able to hang with them. It's so early in the season, but it, it would be great to go in there and grab a win. Yeah, of course. You know, cra- obviously crazier things have happened. Who doesn't love you, beating you Boston? You shouldn't be in going. Boston. Yeah, good, you, good you start to the weekend. With, with As good as the Cavs are, we're talking about them being a playoff team and what they've built. They've got a young and a confident roster, and I think mm-hmm. obviously you could say a million times having Mitchell on this roster just – Gives them a different kind of element, both with what they can do, how they can play, yeah. and also the attitude. Like you feel the one thing I love the most about Mitchell is that he just he feels like he's ingratiated himself so much with the community. I don't think you can undersell that. I mean, as fans, we love athletes that we can tell they are invested. It's one thing if you have a superstar, but the guy is just an ass, you know? It's another thing. If you've got a guy that yeah. really wants to be there mm-hmm. and he, he wants to, the dude loves Cleveland and he'll wear it on his sleeve. I don't know if, I don't know if Donovan, I, I, I have to believe he truly feels that way, right? Because it's not in a Baker Mayfield type of way where he's Careful. sort of in on it. Baker bros here, everything. Oh, who I don't know cares, if there are any right? left because now yeah, he's well, doing practice reps with the Carolina Baker Panthers. Bros. Dude's dead. He's gone. He's not dead, Tim. He's dead. He's you know what I mean. He's Cleveland dead. He's never <laughs> coming back. That's it. That was a short little Ooh. run, and no one's gonna want to talk about right, that P. after Baker three more years. But you know what I mean about Mitchell. He's just he's tweeting about all the you know the Guardians and, and everything. Sure. He's smashing throw, guitars at Browns games, smashing guitars, which is the worst thing ever. He's hitting him with the let him know hashtag yeah. after every single win. I, I love this guy. Mm-hmm. I thought I loved him, but was kind of watching him from afar in Utah. Now that he's here in Ohio, oh, yeah, I love this guy. I mean, he's a Louisville guy. He's one of the more electric players with a basketball in his hands. The way he can get up, the way he can push it up the floor, mm-hmm. high tempo player can do everything. He's great. Of course, you, you go into Boston, go try to grab a win. You could beat this team in, in a seven-game series where it's flip-flopping home courts. 
you should be able to compete with those guys. So yeah, go take a win on Friday. I like what you said about Spider right now because not only am I feeling exactly what you're feeling, how he's bought in, but you can see he's already this team's leader. Already. Like, and he's been there for a handful of months. At least that's what I'm seeing so far. Just the galvanizing around him. You could see him getting guys together on the floor, pumping guys up, giving them confidence. Some of the stuff he's doing on Instagram, poking fun at Isaac Okoro sitting in the hot tub. Yes. Doing stuff like that. Like, to me, he's already this team's leader. And it should be that way when you're the caliber of player that he is. But everything you hear about him is that this dude is a, a good dude, too. Like, he's genuinely a good person off the floor. So when you get that type of player, the investment, as you're talking about, into the city, into the team, and what I'm seeing, good leadership already, the dude's checking all the boxes. And for Mitchell to be able to step in and to assert, like you, you've said, it, there's also an allowance by the, the members of the team that are there that have just let him, all right, you're the superstar, you're going to run things, and we're going to go as you go, I think shows the professionalism and just how ready this team is to make that next step. This feels like the season to do that, pending a Garland health issue. To your point, because I think you're absolutely right, I think it also helps when you have the personalities that the Cavs have, meaning yep. their star players, or a couple of them, and Evan Mobley and Jared Allen, they're soft-spoken guys. You mentioned some of the comments from JB and some of the players after the game yesterday. Like, I don't think we're getting a whole bunch of rah-rah stuff all the time from Jared Allen and, uh, and, and Evan Mobley. There's got to be a guy to do that, and I think that's Donovan Mitchell. So the fact that you don't have a couple guys that feel like they're getting their toes stepped on with Mitchell in the picture now I think it's a great thing so that helps him out even more and infuses more confidence in himself to be hey I can look around I can say some things to their to these guys and and I can get them going if need be you know what too about about this team and Maddie I know you watch and and same with you Eric you watch the Jackets a lot you know our, our professional hockey team here in Ohio and they make that move you know same way as as the Cavs they make a big splashy acquisition mm-hmm. in the offseason. Very similar. And it's Johnny Gaudreau. Yep. But, you know, the I, I think, and I've, I fell victim to this too. I will 100% admit it. I was, I was out there roaming around a foreign country when that news came down. And I actually found myself chatting with a couple of Canadian fellows. So you weren't going to find, like, any bigger <laughs> hockey fans around where I was in Scotland at the time. And we just had a chit-chat. And they even, like, said, like, yeah, oh, you know, in their Canadian accent. So that's a, that's a heck of a move, you know. Jackets are going to be for real now. And we thought it, we all bought in, but you forget about some of the other pieces on their team that they didn't have right away. And when you looked at like a, you know, national perspective of them, you'd see they're ranked 23rd, 24th. You're saying, wait a minute, huh? Well, that is not this Cavs team at all. Right. Nobody around the league thinks that. So it's not, it's not just a around Cleveland Around Ohio, we're kind of blinded. We're just oohing and on over the Mitchell move. It ain't that at all. No. You open up a power rankings page, you'll find them sixth, you know, mm-hmm. sixth best team in the NBA. And those are, you know, that's going to be metered. It's going to go up and down as the season goes on. Sure. But to be starting in a place like that yeah. before you've really even seen much and you haven't had Darius Garland, mm-hmm. this is... They're they're in a window, obviously, and it's it's even way different and way better than what they had last season. Losing some of those young players, but to bring in Mitchell and to keep what they had tells you what a good job they did stockpiling their players that they could send away. Guys like Colin Sexton, guys like Laurie Markin, playing well, playing well. Yeah, 
all those picks keep a dinosaur like Kevin Love because hey, why not? He's Kevin Love. He's never leaving. Right. It's just it's great. What's God, going I on? God, I love there. a natural segue because I had written that both teams in this won the trade. The Utah Jazz, at least early returns on a four and one season for the Jazz, have shown Markin in twenty two and eight per game. He's mm. getting starters minutes. Colin Sexton coming off the bench for them. Ochai Agbaji. Uh, hasn't come on yet. Forgot about Ochai, guy's still of course. a rookie. Yeah. And then you yeah. get those pick yeah. swaps that will help out both teams. Like things are setting up really well for a Utah team that we kind of thought was traveling to Tank City. Going to be garbage. That's what I thought. And now you feel like, well, holy bleep, we could make a run at this. I and think Utah only, thought that. They, and I think absolutely that's <laughs> they what gave Danny gave away Rudy. Each, they yeah. gave away. And now, to your point, e, yeah. if Lowry keeps playing like this and Colin keeps playing like this, that can only help Danny Ainge even more because you could flip those guys to a contender again, right? Yep. You can make get more picks back if that's the road they want to go down. But I'm with you guys, right? It just when you look at what this Cavs team has already done and when you can forecast into the future what they're going to be when you get a guy back like Darius Garland. And look, I know you mentioned Neto. Timmy, I don't think we'll see too much of him once a guy like Ricky Rubio comes back. Because when you get Ricky Rubio back, you're talking about a guy, a veteran point guard that's going to have that second unit absolutely rolling with K-Love. So there's so much to like. But I love Mm. last night JB getting in there because J.B. Bickerstaff, to me, I think is a very underrated coach. And when you got a young team that was a little sleepy in the first half because Orlando was dominating them in the paint in the first half, you got to wake them up. So I love that for J.B. and credit to him and the players for responding. Yeah, Tim, I think you like this. Like the comparison that I had made was because Orlando is really bad and the Cavs defensive metrics obviously get a boost by this when you hold an NBA team to under 90 points. It's kind of like Ohio State and Iowa. Like I was terrible <laughs> offensively, but Ohio and Ohio State's really good offensively, defensively, did it. but you still did it. Yep. And so for the Cavs, they're just you're still able to do it. And with with what <laughs> with Orlando, oh no and five, no and four team entering last night, no and five team beat their ass, get the job done. Not surprised that Orlando's zero and five, but you did what you were supposed to do. Another team that has an O or a zero in the win loss column is the Los Angeles Lakers, Ooh. who fell to a astounding 0-4 last night. Um, I believe it was, I'm trying to think of who that they lost to, the, the Denver, Denver Nuggets, 110-99. Yeah. That, that would have been a, a, a typical Jokic game where wasn't like a whole lot doing, but he had like a 31-13-9, just a typical MVP line, yeah. nothing crazy. Starting to get ridiculous with him. 26.7% with the Lakers shot from behind the three-point line. And LeBron had eight turnovers. Oh, he just didn't care last night. It was night. just one of those. He has the, you know, superstars will have these games like like that from time to time. And LeBron, maybe it's more amplified because of who he is, but yeah. just slopping the ball around. Nine assists, but the eight turnovers can't really play <laughs> ball with that. He was asked after the game, like, do you maybe want to um, be more aggressive offensively? And he was like, oh, yeah, that's coming. So I, I, I don't think we're getting... PG point guard LeBron much more moving forward. I think this is hashtag chasing Kareem the rest of the way. I just, so that was kind of where I wanted to lead things off as we take our, I, we'll try to do this every podcast is laugh at the Lakers as I am the, I not the complete LeBron hater, but general manager LeBron is showing his ass right here because this is the team that he constructed. See, you love to do this. And you love they to are do just this. dreadful. The call of Russell Westbrook was been bad. Dreadful. But Rob Palenka, he needs to be on the hottest of hot seats right now because well, we all know for sure, right? We all Can't know fire LeBron. We all know the formula of what works around LeBron. You get the man shooting, and usually things are going to be okay. The fact that 
you're looking at last year's roster for the Lakers and a handful of those guys aren't even in the league. Then you're looking at this year's roster. They added Pat Beverly. Well, they added Pat Bev, and that was about it. And you're looking at this year's roster, and there's going to be dudes that are on this roster right now that next year won't be in the league either. So he's got to eat the Russell Westbrook call, he and Anthony Davis. But Rob Palinka and Jeannie Buss have done a horrendous job of surrounding LeBron because LeBron's still one of the best players in the league right now. Is Does that matter, though, for what the team's going to accomplish? LeBron is still LeBron. Yeah. He's still got stuff left in the tank. Oh, yeah. But it's very it's becoming increasingly hard to find Anthony Davis reliable with what he's been the last couple of NBA seasons. Yeah. And I don't know. I honestly don't know what to say about Russell Westbrook. I oh. don't understand it because even when he was doing his thing in Oklahoma City and he was alone and he just seemed to, you know, chase that big O type of season where he just averaged the triple double. But what did that mean for his basketball team? You know, what did that do for Oklahoma City and how they competed or won? And then when he's the guy in Washington, what is that? Yeah. And and now it's just he's a lightning rod for criticism with mm-hmm. the Lakers. And I I don't see it. I don't see it on that roster. And worried about the injury history how that can strike again. I mean, Russell didn't even play in this basketball game last night. He's so got an, that's an air the, quote hamstring hammy. injury. It's that hammy. Yeah. I don't know, Eric. I, I don't I don't really even see a great basketball team in L.A. at any oh, point in time this season. It may be the worst roster happening. in the league. When yeah. you get past LeBron and A.D., it literally might be the worst roster in the league. What's the more surprising start? Like you're you're, you're missing for... the playoffs. We agree, right? Like, there's no, oh God. There there's be, no race to the playoff. Maybe if they no, grab a 10 I don't think seed. there's a play-in chance no, uh, no, yeah. for this team right now. What are, so what are we doing? Like, you can't, you can't be LeBron James and have a season like this. You just can't have it. You're you're too well, close it's out of his to control. the end. It's out of his control. There's nothing he can do, and that's why this is on I the franchise. I will always push back to that because everything is in LeBron's control, I believe. I don't think so. I think that's just been a running joke for years because it, it, while we can dunk on him for making like the Russell Westbrook call, we also got to give him credit for a lot of the other teams he's assembled. They hung a banner. Have gone to a lot of finals. Yeah, so no, he's, they, they, he's made a lot of good calls as well. They hung a banner in LA. We know that in the uh, in the it was the pandemic. He's hung season, a banner right? everywhere. Bubble he's been. banner, right? Everywhere. That, he's that been. was the bubble. The bubble season. Yep. yep. And I'm, I'm not taking away for that. I was just going for clarity there. That's that's a championship. They everybody was yeah. playing. That's a championship. Yeah, but if you took away, it would be okay. <laughs> A little bit. No, More surprising start. The Lakers Eric are 0 4. AKA Skip Bayless in the building, right? <laughs> Terrible. Is the he not is, is he not LeBron? Is he LeBum now? I Sorry. mean, go ahead. You, you got yeah. to like, tighten up the jack. Did you guys see LeBum last night? Eight turnovers for LeBum putting together this team that is crappy. Yeah. It's, well, on uh, his LinkedIn page, mm. his general manager positions should be LeBum. Everything else, he's fine. I'm trying to think of if I'm more surprised at Los Angeles, the way they haven't strung together a single win, mm-hmm. or the Brooklyn Nets, who are one and three. The bit, I'm leaning Brooklyn. I think I have to go that way as well. Because I look at their roster and there's more talent there. And I know Seth Curry hasn't played yet. Joe Harris is still working his way back. But when you're rolling out, I don't care what Ben Simmons has going on offensively right now. I didn't have high expectations for him offensively. But this is a complete mess right now on both coasts and I'm looking at the Brooklyn Nets 
and shining a brighter light on them because I knew what we were getting from Russell Westbrook and the Lakers in that roster when I looked at it on paper. I thought the Nets would be in much better shape right now. I honestly did. Yeah, I'm with you there. Brooklyn, although they are one of those teams where you do wonder with James Harden, as great a player as he is, as big of a superstar as he is, is this going to be a guy that I'm I'm sorry, you know, Kevin, Kevin Durant too. forgetting well, about both the, of them. Yeah, just Harden's, I think, playing OK with well, forget, forgetting Philly's about one and four too. Yeah, right. forgetting about the trade. I forgot about them being one and four. I thought they were yeah, at least yeah, no. two and three Philly with with James and Joel and beat. Obviously, that's a big trade. But, you know, I just I don't I don't know. Like Boston clearly is the team to me like up there in in the Northeast That's your East favorite? in the Eastern conference, okay. Bo- Boston is that team obviously above the Brooklyn nets, but any team that's got Kevin Durant and he can still do the things that right. he does. You kind of feel like Kyrie with Irving, Irving yeah. and you know, Maddie was talking about getting Curry back in their lineup and right, right, right. Maybe there's a chance that they pull their heads out of their butts in November. And you're looking at a December to where they can cobble together something good before you get into that all-star break. Cause I think really for, the, the the Sixers, I think, for the Nets. Yeah. Those two teams, it's all right, just get it together before the break. And I know we're, we're talking on October 27th when we're recording this thing, but that's what gives me so much confidence in what the Cavs are doing right now because mm-hmm. while you see those other teams just just stumbling out of the gate, yeah. here come the Cavs. Here I'm, a big, I'm a big fan of Royce O'Neal. I liked him in Utah. Mm-hmm. I think he's a, an underrated player when you look at some of the – deeper analytics of the game you know some of the 538 type of stuff yeah he's he comes out to be a a very good player that can do a lot of different things so that's a good pickup but it's just obviously without a guy like Harden and you were turning into one of those three-headed monster type of teams where it didn't really matter what the rest of your roster was as long as those guys stayed healthy but clearly you saw that one didn't work as well and they chose to get away from it for me right now the east still runs through Milwaukee I it's think the walkie with, with yeah. Milwaukee with Chris Middleton healthy. Yeah, I mean, he's not even healthy yet when he gets healthy. It's but supposed to be next month. That's what I've heard as okay. well. The inevitable beast that is Giannis is too much to overcome. 43 on the Nets last night. It, and just the core that they have of guys that have played a whole bunch of playoff games, won championships. I still think that's my top dog in the Eastern Conference. Tim, you got a top dog for your East? Or did you say it already? Uh, you know. I'll stay. I'll stick with Boston. Okay. I'll stick with Boston. I hear you on the Milwaukee Bucks. Mm-hmm. It's it's close. It's it's They're split, both great. It's splitting hairs yep. between those guys. Yep. Greek freak, of course. I will give you that. As he's the he is the guy. Yeah. Like he is the guy. But when you throw in, you know how Boston's got to do like Jalen Brown, who is seems like he's just getting better and better every single year. Tatum, same type of thing where he's developing into a superstar. Maybe he's not quite on that he's level. Not there. I don't think he's there yet. I don't know if he can get to the level that Giannis is on just because of the way Giannis is made. I, I don't know. Yeah. So that's something like, that can happen. Giannis is, I think the ultimate but from a shooting standpoint, body, though, from a shooting standpoint, set. yeah, for me talking, making like a player in a lab, make a player. Let's do that. That's always fun. Make a player in the lab for me. I, I'd probably come out looking just like Giannis. It's so. almost too. He's almost too tall for how you'd make your player. In oh, the you lab. wouldn't do like a Wembenyama. I almost think that you know. <laughs> it's interesting because what's Giannis? Is he six eleven? That's that big. Sounds right off the top of my head. I think that's program man. height. That sounds right to me. Here's the scary part about Giannis: he's racked up all these accolades, team, individual, and he's still not even a finished product yet. Right. And I don't even think it's close to a finished product yet because 
this reminds me so much of LeBron's early career, right? Where the shooting was just very suspect, but he was still a dominant player. I think we're seeing the same thing with Giannis. And once that starts to get smoothed out just a little bit more around the edges, there's nothing you're going to be able to do with the man. I guess if you could, you know, make your guy in a lab, you can then just put the attributes up on his shooting, right? So I guess why wouldn't you make him six foot eleven? Well, if you he can can't hand- just start adding numbers oh, to it. You his- can't. Yeah, well, you kind of got to balance it out. I thought we're making out. him in a lab. If he's six eleven and he Gosh, can dribble, make it in a lab, he can shoot like Steph Curry. If he, he could dribble, dribble like a drive like Giannis, yeah, yeah, he's got the ability to move it like that. And that's what's so special about Giannis is how he can handle the basketball with his size. He could cover. How many strides does it take from him inside half court? Four. I've seen this. He's in in person, got a full head of steam. Three and a half, four. It's incredible. Yeah. Four strides from half court to dunking the ball. Yeah. Because he can only be like a couple of feet. And inside there is the no shelf line. he can't reach. Must be nice. Yep. Must be nice. Think of how tall his cabinets are in the kitchen. They're probably just regular sized cabinets. I don't think he's doing specialty housing. Oh well, I bet he's got you know taller cabinets because I'm think? sure he, I'm sure he lives in a house where even in the well because his brother's only level, six six only only which I feel bad about because it's like only think of think of having like the twenty foot ceilings in the main level you know that's usually you know well I guess. I guess yeah, that would be crazier in a basement. You gotta think about the house, level, and I swear we'll get out after this housing discussion. You're not gonna want to build a house for like you as a six eleven human because what's the resale on that? Right. Well, you only have a certain market to sell it the, back what's to. What's the downside though? Tall ceilings are great tall for any size. Tall ceilings are in right, but you tall walk cabinets. into the main floor and it's like twenty five feet. You got the big foyer entrance. You got a Jeff chandelier. Bezos. You go into the kitchen, and it's just you know. You've got crown molding up on the top. Right, so Bezos rest- is five the seven. Lighting. So a Bezos type five seven normal human height is not going to buy a house that Giannis Antetokounmpo previously owned if he's putting up uh, cabinets only he can reach. Yeah, I think I'm with E on this one. Well, I mean, there's going to be. I get the ceilings because those are in. Yes, there's going to the- be cabinets you can reach. It's just that we can have more space in these cabinets. I, I still don't think Giannis you do it. Is so tall, and then you have to get one of those little sliding step stool things. I mean, you see those in kitchens all across America. There's you lots do? of cabinets. Yeah, oh, sure. I'm, I have no <laughs> idea what you're talking no about. Idea, you keep that. A, you keep one of those nice like IKEA step stools or whatever rubber made things in the pantry, and then you just roll that thing out see, to whatever is, cabinet okay, you got to yeah, get up to the high gonna, shelf. Like, if you know you have to go into a kitchen and you have to have that, it might dissuade you from making that purchase where there's another house that's similarly built, but you don't have to do that. I don't that know. Ra- rather have it than not have it. I don't have to I use guess. those top I don't have to use those top shelves. I will agree with you on like the spacing between the toilet seat and the wall will be extra because of your legs. But even short people can sit here. Again, Eric Reister, short person, be like, it's so nice to have that. Well, leg nobody room. nobody wants to not have room between the toilet and the wall. You just have if you're rich, you're just designing a nice big spacious bathroom. I mean, come on. Let's not be silly. Is that the first thing you're giving space to is the bathroom? Like if you I get want a, house, a spacious bathroom. Okay. You want a spacious bathroom? Absolutely. There's Maddie, not going to be any bathroom in the house that uh, isn't at least the size of this room we're in, which is probably a 20 by 10 room. Big bathroom. Absolutely. That is a big old bathroom. So I want the I, sh- f- big showers, too. I can't sit here and say I care too much about that as long as the toilet works and my shower works. I'm not. You want a tub? Sp- I don't spend. No, I'm not. A, I'm not a. You got to have a tub at least. I don't really say I don't, think you, I, see, I don't know if you have to I, have no, a tub. I don't think so either. If it's just a stand up shower, bath bomb I'm good. guy? Well, I'm just saying, if I'm rich, there's at least a tub in the house, and it's a big, okay, nice I, yes, jacuzzi if, tub. If I might not use rich. it. I might not feel like using it okay. every day. Okay. But if I'm going to have a bathroom the size of this space, 
I'm going to have a jacuzzi tub or something and then a giant, like, stone walk-in shower Tim as well. Hall, big bathroom. You doing heated floors? Yes, heated of floors course. Is absolutely the move. Of course. Absolutely the move. If I'm rich enough, that's in the entire yes. house. In the <laughs> oh. entire house. If I'm rich enough. If I got wow. Giannis money, it's in the entire house. If you got Giannis money, absolutely. Everything's heat-lined. Do you think there's... Rich people out there where the, every square foot of their flooring is heated? I believe so. Somehow I'm on Jeff Bezos' Wikipedia, I and I would so. imagine his Do you heat is. carpet? You don't have carpet. Who's carpet anymore? You have carpet in the no. basement. No carpet guy? I'm not a carpet guy. You have to really? have some carpet. No, because I got a dog. That's okay. You uh, get the ones with the the kind with the flex in it. I gotta it doesn't buy, like, show I gotta the dirt buy, like, as much. Yeah, okay. Some nice soft carpet works yeah. for me. Sink like your ba- toes in that? Oh, that area good. rug. So you want an area rug. Yeah, but no carpet. But no but no carpet. carpet. <laughs> Why would you simulate cheap carpet with an area rug? Just, just show don't... the beautiful hardwoods. Mm-hmm. Just no. Okay. What about a basketball court type of flooring in some part Are you of the, the house? Full... Oh, okay, we'll do the flooring. Like maybe first. some oh, so... revamped basketball flooring in your basement for like a rec room area. Maybe with like a logo. Like I see where you're at. Something real that was actually used somewhere at a gym. I've always said if I was rich enough, I would have a full court in the crib. So you doing full the full court. court? Full court in the crib. Just come over. We'll get some runs in. Did, they bet on the games, do a whole bunch of crazy stuff, dunk you, contests, all that. Did you guys notice Michael Red's house went up Who's for sale? Who's buying that? About a month I and a half that. ago, no two idea. months ago. No and idea. he's got a, a court with a cursive R right by the free throw Where's this line. at? It's in, I think, it's New, New Albany. Albany. I think I think so. In the New Albany area. I saw it on, on the like Zillow. Four, it's like New Albany Country Club, I, you, four you're acres. You're scrolling through pictures, and I think, was they asking like five or ten million? He did bump it down to five, I Had think. Had to. Bumped for six, who's bumped buying? It down to five. There was some of the stuff in there, and Maddie, when you're off, and I encourage anyone who's listening, go who's look at the bu- pictures. A, who's who, buying that? A rich person. Who no. else? Some tech guy or yeah. IT dude. There's people that can. You think he's got any interest in having and maintaining a basketball court? What's to maintain? Well, the ultimate, Get a mop. There's, there's gotta Get be, the dust mop. Gotta, okay. It's hardwood. There's no maintaining it. Just unplug the Roomba. You get a guy in there to clean it once every two or three months. And then you, you gotta like figure all of that, like the logistics house. of it. I just as I'm scrolling through his pictures, I'm like, uh, love you, Micro, <laughs> but uh, who's buying this thing? This on Zillow. Yes, it is on there. I also I think the the other thing since we're just talking about rich people's houses and a lot of basketball players are rich, so they have these nice houses, so it works. I think the garage setup is one of the most key things where you have like a a 15 car garage. Mm-hmm. You're not even necessarily parking 15 cars in it. No, but, but the, the space? surface area. Yeah. Yes, Eric, the area, the square footage of that garage is so massive. And you, of course, would have one of the finest garage floors that money could buy. I'm not doing the ad here. No, I'm not. I'm just okay. saying you have a bang up, like pristine garage flooring, whatever you want. And you can basically swing the doors all the way out. You can get out, walk around the car two times, all that room to maneuver and operate. Oh, like only parking six or seven cars and something that could actually fit 18 to 20. I mean, like a garage, obviously, that's the size of my house. I, I would have that. Okay. Like 2,000 square feet in the garage. You need to do a uh, MTV Cribs Just version of open your one of the Open one of the my, many The doors. house that I don't have, no. you mean. <laughs> Because <laughs> what, if it's 17 house. cars, you have 17 doors, you open one of them, you go, oh, hello, garage. Exactly. Not a go. big garage Polyaspartic, mm-hmm. baby. Not a big garage. No? Guy. No. But I, I get your point about the space. I don't think I would care if I was rich about a big, because I don't think I'd have too many cars or I would care to have the extra space. So I'd invest in just the dopest man cave that money could oh, buy. Oh, you'll get that too. Just the dopest man cave Matt, money could buy. you can have it all. 
There's no limitations. Very true. You're Especially gonna, if I have Giannis money. You're going to have it all. It might be, I, I'd like I to drive into like the middle of the house, too, maybe. What? Like where there's like Wait, a nice what? little stone archway. We drive right into like the center of the house. Like the foyer? No. Because rich people have foyers. I mean, the garage could be in the, somewhere in the middle of the floor plan. And you spent way the too much time wings. thinking about this. Yeah. Either you spent way too much time thinking about this or you have a whole bunch of rich friends that we don't know about. <laughs> Which one is it? <laughs> no, I just is I'm, anybody in the hill yard doing anything I, like that? I love I love looking at rich people's homes. I'm looking just at Mike Understanding right what now. it's about. What it's, do you think? It's beautiful. It is. This is this yeah. is incredible. I, I would have never gorgeous, guessed this is in New Albany, Ohio. But I'm Ohio. sitting here wondering, like, who's buying this? Didn't Michael Red ma- get uh, 80 million on his big contract with the Bucks? So. Wasn't when that about, and that was kind of back in back, the mi- early back. 2000s, yeah. mid 2000s, I yep. would say. Yep. Dude was on the redeem team. Mm-hmm. Come on, gold medalist. Buckeye Michael legend. Red. Shout out Mike Red, sniper, lefty. Putting a garage in the middle of your house. Maybe I take that All back. Right. Please, well, yeah, you're do. rich, so but if you build it and needs, don't like it, it just needs it costs to be very nothing big. Nothing to scrap it. At <laughs> least I still would like a stone archway Ooh. to go into the garage, though, because that would look good. Okay, I could see that. Maybe we'll put it on the left side. Yeah, the, I, I have seen a few it's that have so the, much about this. The garage in the middle, but it, yeah, it could be a little clunk, clunky. You just, want the feng shui? The big feng shui to, guy. You want it to flow. You want it to be nice. I don't know how we floated into this conversation because we were thinking at the onset like 20, 25 minutes, and then we started talking about houses. For 20 to 25 minutes. (laughs) But that will do it for episode two of Very Cavalier. We're going to try to do this again every single week until, eh, we'll see. Timmy? Hopefully, (laughs) Till a little thing called you'll see. Hopefully it was as good for you as it was for us. Oh, thank you, gentlemen. Go Cavs. We'll do this again. Yes, sir. Everybody else, go Cavs.